Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Okay, so it's time for the 2019 Louisiana Long-Term Care Medicaid Update. I'm Paul Rabelais. As we're wrapping up 2018 and going into 2019, I wanted to share with you some of the updates that are going to affect people as they um, apply for Louisiana Long-Term Medicaid uh, programs uh, program in the upcoming year. So I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney. I help people, oh, really, really at this point, help people all over Louisiana, but really with an emphasis on South Louisiana with our offices around uh, Baton Rouge, Metairie, Lafayette, uh, Mandeville. Um, That's where the emphasis is. And um, so here's the deal. I'm going to jump right into and give you a really quick overview of the changes, and then we're going to take a closer look at what all of those changes mean. So jumping right in, there's some things that have changed and there's some things that haven't changed. So and and a lot of these things that I'll cover, I'll address them in more depth in other podcasts and videos so you can you know check it out in other places. But real quick, what numbers have and haven't changed? First number I'll get into is the countable resource limit. It's, you know, how much does someone own? Uh, What's the value of their countable resources? And we'll have to define that term perhaps in this podcast or in another. Um, for a single person, hadn't changed, $2,000. Married couple, when both spouses are in the nursing home together, uh, their countable resource limit, $3,000, hasn't changed. What has changed is what's called the spousal resource standard. That applies in the common scenario of a married couple, one spouse in a nursing home, one spouse still at home, uh, still healthy enough, to, healthy enough to live at home, but one spouse in the nursing home, one spouse still living what's called in the community. They're called the community spouse. So the rationale is Medicaid rules are structured so that, you know, the, the, survive, the, the community spouse um, has to have some assets to live off of, so they give that couple a little bit of a break when only one spouse goes into the nursing home. The the spousal resource standard has gone up from $123,600 in 2018 to $126,420 for 2019. Another number that's uh, been affected is the home equity limit. Um, most people hear that the home is exempt but subject to a state recovery when the Medicaid recipient passes away. But there's a limit to how much, um, what, you know, the value of the home, the home equity limit. Increased in 2019 to $585,000 from the 2018 number, $572,000. So that's just the quick numbers. Let's take, um, well, there's, a, there's another one that is significant didn't change in 2019, but it changed during 2018. And we'll get to that in a minute, uh, get to um, analysis of it in a minute. But the what's called the average monthly private pay rate for nursing facility services on March 1st of 2018, that number increased from $4,000 to $5,000. And again, you probably don't know what that means, but we'll get to it in a minute. So now, 
with with me just spitting out numbers, let's take a closer look and analyze what all of those numbers may mean. Not too in-depth, but enough so you'll at least have an idea. Let's go back up. The countable resource limit. You say, what's a countable resource? People own countable resources and they own, for Medicaid purposes, exempt assets. Exempt assets typically include the home and the car. Most other assets that people own are countable resources. The common countable resources include things like money in the bank, cash on hand, checking savings, CDs, uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, uh, real estate that's not your home, a business, uh, even if you co-own property, uh, United States savings bonds, retirement accounts, IRAs, all those things are countable resources. And if someone enters a nursing home and applies for Medicaid, if they own more than $2,000 of countable resources, they will not qualify for Medicaid and they'll be kind of on the hook to cover all of their long-term care expenses in the nursing home. The average, oh, nursing home cost in Louisiana, um, it varies from facility to facility, but let's uh, say it's maybe between five and $6,000 per month. So it's a big deal um, if you if one qualifies for Medicaid because if they don't qualify for Medicaid, they've got to cover you know 100% of that cost out of their pocket. So if mom is single, maybe she's divorced or dad passed away years ago and she's going into the nursing home and she has a home, she has a car and she has $100,000 in the bank, uh, all of a sudden somebody in the family says, uh-oh, um, mom has $100,000, the single person countable resource limit is $2,000. You know, they're thinking, oh, mom's got to spend all that $100,000. And so that's that's the theory. We're not going to get too much into the legal strategies to protect it. That's um, Those are topics for other podcasts and videos. But at least you understand the rule. Married couple, eh, it, gets, it gets tougher. Um, you know, married couple, if they're both in the nursing home, they're going to pay double that rate. So they may pay twelve to fourteen to $16,000 a month. And they've got to spend all of their accountable resources down until they have less than $3,000 remaining to meet the asset test. So uh, tough one there. Spousal resource standard. We talked about that a moment ago, $126,420. Um, so if a married couple has $150,000 and a house and a car and one of one of those spouses enters the nursing home, that one who enters the nursing home won't qualify for Medicaid. In theory, they'll have to spend down that $150,000 until it gets down to under that $126,420 amount. So they'd lose a little bit. All right. Um, home equity limit, $585,000. You would think that most people who apply for Medicaid would not own a home in excess of $585,000 in value, but that's not a safe assumption. So that um, can can come up and bite people. Um, just so realize there is a home equity limit, $595,000. All right, the average monthly private pay rate for nursing facility services. Um, that's an important one. Uh, especially for people who kind of get caught at the last minute. So I gave you an example a moment ago where mom is single 
and she's going into the nursing home, and she's got $100,000 in the bank. She has $100,000 of countable resources. So maybe mom, mom's son, mom's daughter get together and say, I think we've figured out how to beat the system. Let's take that $100,000 out of mom's bank account and let's drop it in son and daughter's bank accounts, maybe $50,000 each. And then mom will have less than $2,000 and she'll qualify for Medicaid. Well, it's not that easy because when mom applies for Medicaid, there's an extensive Medicaid application process. Part of that Medicaid application process is answering the questions of has mom transferred uh, any assets out of her name in the previous five years. Part of that um, Medicaid application process is um, Medicaid taking a look at all of the bank statements and property records and everything that they need to look at to verify all of the answers on the Medicaid application. So it's real important to be, you know, honest and upfront on that Medicaid application process. So going back to our example, mom gave away $100,000. Now she's applying. She has less than $2,000 in her name, but she did just transfer $100,000. Now, what Medicaid does is they'll assess mom a penalty period and before March 1st, 2018, um, what Medicaid would do was they would divide the value of mom's transfer, $100,000, by what at the time was the average monthly private pay rate for nursing facility services, which was $4,000. If you divide $100,000 by $4,000, that would equal a 25-month penalty period. Mom would be ineligible for Medicaid for 25 months. Now, hopefully, if mom actually transferred that $100,000 to son and daughter, hopefully son and daughter didn't go out and spend it because, quite frankly, they're going to need that money to for mom to be a private pay patient in the nursing home facility during that 25-month penalty period. However, the penalty period after March 1st, 2018 is shorter because Louisiana bumped up its um, average monthly private pay rate for nursing facility services. You see, they Louisiana for 10 years, they said the average nursing home monthly cost was $4,000, which in reality was not true because the cost goes up every year. But they have to come up with this private pay rate. And so on March 1st, 1st of 2018, they bumped it up from $4,000 to $5,000. Now let's go back to our example. And mom gave away $100,000. She applies for Medicaid. She gets denied because she made a transfer in the previous five years. But now it's time for Medicaid to assess its penalty period. And now that it's after March 1st of 2018, Medicaid would divide the value of the transfer, $100,000, by $5,000, the new average monthly private pay rate for nursing facility services, and they would assess a 20-month penalty period instead of 25 months when the private pay rate was $4,000. So the higher the number that Louisiana determines the average monthly private pay rate for nursing facility services, I know that's a mouthful, 
um, the the lesser the penalty period. Okay, so those are the changes for 2019, and I just want to let you know that my goal with this podcast was really just to let you know how those numbers changed. What I didn't do in this podcast is really have any kind of in-depth discussion as to what strategies are available to protect your money, protect your home, protect your property, protect your countable resources, protect your exempt assets, whether you there's what's called crisis planning, which is kind of last minute planning. Uh oh, uh, dad had a stroke. He's going into the nursing home in the next month. And we didn't, you know, discuss any of those strategies. And then we didn't discuss any of the kind of uh, we have more time uh, planning strategies where we're just planning ahead to make sure that if mom or dad need to go into a nursing home, they've done what the law allows them to do to prote- protect their asset. We didn't have in this podcast any kind of in-depth discussion on what is a countable resource and what is an exempt asset. And these numbers that I refer to, they're not the same in all 50 states. I've given you the Louisiana rules and the Louisiana numbers. So if you're in a state that's not Louisiana, you'll want to somehow get the information that you need to get uh, for your particular state, because even though um, Medicaid is a federal program, uh, it's it's really a, a joint federal and state program. The states administer their own programs, and they have a little bit of leeway um, regarding these numbers and limits uh, that we're talking about. So, hope that helps give you an idea of just you know some of the some of the changes, and um, uh, take a look at some of our other podcasts, videos, blog posts on some of the strategies that uh, you can take advantage of to make sure, you know, what you've worked for and saved for, what, you know, what you did to, you know, pay off your house and whether that took 30 years or however long it took, um, that you do what you can do to follow the rules but protect what you have. All right. Uh, We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Have a great 2019. We'll see you.